0: I'm Blake Hargreaves, and this is Future Stops. The music you're hearing is being performed by Afraz Mulji, a musician working to bring a whole new world of sounds to the organ. Afraz is one of three guests on today's program, the first in a series we're calling Organ Plus, where we explore artists crossing boundaries and taking the organ in new directions. Our first guest, Kim Ferris Manning, is a Canadian composer whose music exists at the intersection of her love for sculpture and philosophy, and her interest in making connections between the visual and the musical.
1: I guess as a composer, I started writing when I was about 14. I was in was like your typical choir kid. I think I was in seven choirs at one point. And my first piece was actually an accident. I wrote it for my choir conductor and accompanist, kind of like as a thank you gift at the end of the year, without really realizing that it was an actual composition. I kind of wrote it as like a card. And so then I ended up going to school at UVic, and I took the intro to composition. And the part where I struggle with most as a composer is actually writing the music. <laughs> so it's funny because I call myself a composer because everything is based on sound, and that's always at the core. But the idea that I usually start with is usually either poetry, philosophy, or visual. So I, in university, I also studied a little bit of philosophy and sculpture, and I've always liked building things with my hands and things that are tactile, and I think that's what Um, that's where I'm grounded and I start to construct the ideas. And then it's through experimentation with others, seeing how they engage with the material and what feels natural in their bodies that we start to play with sounds and hear them. And then that's kind of how it's worked so far. (laughs) I'm working on trying to figure out how to do that a little bit more in advance on my side. But I also really value when there's time to work with the performers and to have that, Discovery together. Because it's a lot about feeling and how it feels in your body to make sure that everything is as much of a choreographed dance as it is choreography of sound.
0: This idea of exploring the physical choreography of a sonic performance is central to her work, Map Jest, an evolving composition that was showcased this past summer at the Royal Canadian College of Organists online festival.
1: So the piece um, kind of grew organically. And it's, I wrote it for David Stratkowskis, my teacher, and also for my friend Adrian Foster. They both asked me to write pieces at separate times and I ended up putting them together. And we kind of bounced around ideas, um, but I didn't work so much on it until 2019, I think. He was planning the RCCO Festival in Victoria and asked if it could be ready by then. So in September last year, I flew out to Victoria and we did a workshop together just trying out sounds. I wrote some exercises. I was experimenting. I wanted to figure out a way to have to have him use his body on the instrument more than to be reading notes. Because that's something that I'm trying to figure out is notation versus like physical experience and the experience of the performer, but also the experience of the audience. Um, so we, try different things like, oh, move your arms up and down the manuals or do this with your foot on the pedal. And so then we sort of found this sound by accident that became the core of the piece. That's if you put a drone with pencils and then you open and close the swell box, it'll cause this big oscillating effect. And then you can add other manuals with couplers and bring things in and out and it sort of spreads the sound around the space as a nice grounding effect. So that sound we came upon by accident in September became, like, the basis for Map just So I, I went back to Montreal, and I was thinking about these things, sort of imagining and developing the idea. And then my friend Adrian approached me, I think, in November. He was working on a project based on Italo Calvino's Invisible Cities, which is a book that is very narrative, um, has lots of relationships and conversations, but also very fantastical ideas, and a lot about maps, which David, if anyone knows David Strykowskis, he really has a brain for maps, and he always has these images and grids and sees where everything is connected and loves exploring. So all these ideas sort of started coming together, and so I asked if I could work on the piece with both of them, and they both said yes. So then I started working with Adrian in Montreal and he was particularly interested in trying um sort of adding electronics and in some other pieces at the time I was using guitar pedals and adding effects. So we experimented adding the microphone into that swell box with the opening and closing shutters. And so then we had this other layer of control where you could delay and reverb and sort of play with the listener's ear to know that it wasn't quite possible to make all those sounds acoustically, but it still sounded acoustic because it was effects that were coming from what you were doing and how you were manipulating the organ. So for that first piece with Adrian in January, it was at the St. Joseph Oratory in Montreal, and it was just sounds. There were no visuals yet. So the score that he had was paper score that i made there were four circles that were on a big bristol board and i drew text and little bits of music on the circles and he would move from the outside in so the, there's sort of like four layers and you start on layer 1 and you end on layer 4 and throughout the piece he would have to rotate the circles things were written like upside down and sideways and then on the innermost circle, there's transparency papers that you can layer over top of each other and make really busy. So he, the piece is always shifting. And that I really liked that sort of control that the performer has to engage with the material in different ways while they're playing. And then pandemic happened. it was clear that I wasn't going to be going to the RCCO Festival. but. David and I wanted to make something happen online. We applied for one of the Digital Originals grants and started making a two-dimensional animated version of the score. So it's basically a video, but all those bits of text and music are animated a bit to give that visual effect and give a bit of the impulse of how you could interact with these. I call them assets, kind of like a visual asset that inspires uh, what you might do with it. And so adding the animation gives a little bit more that next level of input that you can help give the performer. And also it makes it so that the audience can see exactly what the performer is seeing. Because that was the thing with the first pieces, the paper score, Uh, I'm a composer, but I'm kind of like a visual artist composer, so I I didn't like that the audience didn't get to see the text and the drawings that the performer was getting to see. So I liked that this brought everyone into the same realm. So that was the one that was played in July, and now we're sort of finishing that grant because it was a bit of a tight timeline, and my animation skills are not as good as I thought they were. So uh, we're working with my friend, Sai, who's going to put it into a 3D space. It's going to be like a 3D VR experience. So the viewer will be in this dome that is divided into those four circles. And you can use your finger or if you have a headset, you can look around to see the different assets. And the idea is that it'll be something live. So the performer will be moving around here live, but you can also move around the space. So you can explore a different area, or you can follow along with the performer. But it's more like a virtual space that everyone's in. It's also the sport. That's the goal.
0: That was an excerpt of Map Jest, composed by Kim Ferris Manning and performed by David Strutkowskis at Organ Festival Canada, the National Festival of the Royal Canadian College of Organists. Now we turn to an artist who is capturing the sound of his rugged home landscape and transmitting it out to the world.
2: My name is Giles Parring. I work in a number of different art forms, but the main thing that I do is related to music and sound. Um, I play various different musical instruments, and I also, for a long time, have made, been involved in making giant musical instruments, mainly percussion instruments, actually, that were built for schools and adventure playgrounds and to be put outdoors permanently. And I also uh, work with uh, media that are about listening to things distantly. So I make pieces of music using uh, telephones. And um, my this recent project of mine is to build um, an organ that people can listen to as it's activated here on the Isle of Jura in Scotland, where I live. But people can listen to it um, all over the planet.
0: While Jowes refers to this project as an organ, It's not what you would picture when you hear the word. Made out of PVC pipe, this organ has no player. The natural sounds of the Isle of Jura are what activate this unique sonic instrument.
2: It was really about trying to make some work about the landscape on this island that I live on. Um, The Isle of Jura is a big island. Uh, It's about um, 50 kilometers long and about 13 kilometers wide. But it only has 200 people living on it, so it's mainly a wilderness. Off the west of Scotland, it's where uh, George Orwell wrote 1984. That was its other claim to fame. I wanted to make some work about the landscape, and I was doing some photography using using film uh, and making photography, and I wanted to do some work using sound, and I sort of started to think about this idea that I'd used a few years before as a way of um, trying to make a sound representation of the island So I built various experiments um, using different pieces of tube and trying different ways of of uh, of getting the sound from them and uh, eventually built this array that I have now which is, I can see through the window, and uh, which is about uh, which has eight notes in it. I, I started off by calling it um, a passive organ because you're know, from the world of organs. <laughs> you know, obviously, the way that an organ works is that the column of air in the tube is vibrating when 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 it's activated by by the key on the organ. And it's that you know those different lengths of air vibrating that give you the different notes. Um, so I have made uh, I've made this thing and it stands in a circle. The tallest of the notes is about twelve feet high, um, and the shortest is about three feet high. And they have uh, they are vertical tubes. Um, and there, there are pictures of them on my on the website related to the project. But they they then have a 90 degree bend at the top and they point towards eight points of the compass: north, south, east, west, northwest, southwest, southeast, and northeast. So they they are broadly speaking facing out in a circular arrangement, and they have a system of microphones installed in them. Uh, the thing itself is pretty silent unless you were to go and lie underneath one of the tubes and put your ear against it. There's not a lot to hear. People do come here and stand next to it and go, well, I can't hear anything. And I say, no, I know you can't. But if you, if you point your phone at this website now, you'll be able to hear yourself in about 30 seconds time after it's been around the internet. So I have, so I have this array of, um, mics and i then uh, run it through various bits of software and out onto the web basically what it means is that when i have these kind of cyclonic wind movement around it which happened the wind just rushes around it and then activates all of the tubes in turn um you kind of get these arpeggios that sound a little bit Actually they sound a little bit African or something because there's because they're they're doing this pentatonic thing. So sometimes I can kid myself that I'm listening to Marimbas a very long way away or, or something like that. It's it's in some ways it's not very different from deciding to take perhaps take a black and white photograph or take a photograph or make a painting. Is that I you know, I'm I'm taking an impression that I, i'm using a I'm setting up a technology and a means of taking an impression of the invite of the of the place that this thing is in and all it's doing now is standing there being either quietly activated by birds or and the sea and, and things like that it works when it's very very quiet but you have to turn up gain on the thing quite a lot or it's being driven by the wind and that's the most obvious thing or or rain i've got recordings of when it's just being absolutely hammered by rain and so the the the, the, you've got the kind of you've got the kind of percussive effect of the rain but i think yeah i think it's a piece of environmental art as much as it's a musical or sonic as much as it's a musical sculpture i think that we have got we kind of get stuck on ideas to do with performers and audiences quite a lot, in 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 music, and I have been <laughs> I've been involved in disrupting that quite a lot in my career. Um, I also quite like that that sort of John Cage idea that that music is, you know, it's about organising sound um, in time. And and I guess if I do something like make a one hour as I've done recently, I've made a one hour sequence of recordings from from the world organ. It's exactly sixty minutes long, this episodic sequence of, of, of bits that I'd recorded over a period of about eighteen months. You know, that's the kind of music concrete process, I suppose.
0: Listening to the Future Stops Podcast, an initiative of the Royal Canadian College of Organists. My name is Blake Hargreaves, and I'm your host as we explore the world of the 21st century organ. We just heard an excerpt from a recording of Giles Pering's World Organ. Our final artist on this first edition of a series we're calling Organ Plus aims to bring a whole new world of sounds to the organ. Afraz Mulji is a multi-instrumentalist who grew up immersed in many different cultures and is currently based in Canada.
3: So I suppose I'm a prototypical uh, third culture kid. And what that means is I don't really have one culture that I identify as my own. And so I was born and raised in Tanzania. Um, I was adopted, uh, you know, by Indian parents. So I have, you know, a Gujarati background. So uh, North Indian background. You know, I was uh, obviously you know in East Africa, so I I draw from you know the Arabic and and Tharab and, and Swahili culture of of East Africa, um, and uh, I was raised at international schools. So you know, so speaking speaking and understanding multiple cultures was was very necessary. You know, I had friends from all different cultures. So so as a result, in terms of music, what that meant was that I was you know, I was listening to music, you know, from pretty much all over the world, and um, and you know, and as a result, I didn't have the, you know, the the idea that any one musical tradition was was home. You know, I I just wherever I was, whatever I was listening to, I was home. Uh, so I guess the music that I make is kind of a, a hybrid, and and some people would call it world music, but I don't really agree with that term. I don't really like that term. So uh, yeah. So it's it's basically drawing from many of the world's musical traditions.
0: All of this musical exploration led him to the pipe organ, and it inspired a project that may become his life's work, opening his mind to reimagine what the instrument can be.
3: So the first time I played a pipe organ was actually uh, in India. Um, at the the school, the chapel had a, a, a one manual uh, eight stop pipe organ, um, and you know the first time that I played it. I knew that this was the instrument that that I would I had been looking for, like in term in terms of what I could do with it. And you know, as you know, when you when you hold down keys, you know, you can basically sustain almost infinitely. And and so uh, I was able to create these really long ambient drone-like textures, you know. And and having already played synthesizers and you know and already sort of experimenting with electronic music, you know. Um, I recognized the pipe organ for what it was, which is the world's first synthesizer. So, as as you know, you know, um, uh, uh, with with pipe organs, and I, I was lucky because I I got to. Uh, I got to play some remarkable organs in France. I, I went there for an exchange program. Um, you know, when I started playing these larger instruments, you know, three, four, five manual instruments, um, you know, I, I started really seeing the organ as, a, as an orchestra, um, you know, and, and seeing it as kind of being, you know, having the capacity to play all these different sounds. And so... You know, as i said when i when i played that first small pipe organ i realized that this was like the most you know primitive form of synthesis or the, the first version of synthesis uh you know i realized that that building my own instrument you know um needed it needed to it needed to incorporate all the, all the traditions and all of the sounds of the world so yes it's an organ yes it's drawing from the organ building tradition in fact i see it as a natural outgrowth of the organ building tradition but It's it's actually if if I was to be very very technical and specific, uh, the organ that I want to build and I've called it the name is slightly pretentious, but it's kind of like a a conceptual instrument that's you know um, it's it's trying to it's trying to touch this idea of infinity. So I've called it the infinite sonic possibility interface. So the the instrument uh, you know at its essence uh, is 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 you know an electroacoustic hybrid instrument you know, which draws on acoustic modeling uh, and sampling, you know, audiophile quality sampling uh, to, to, you know, to output, you know, basically any sound you can imagine, you know, and that includes, of course, all the sounds that could be produced on a pipe organ, but also the, the entire Western symphony orchestra, and then also, you know, more esoteric sounds that you would never have on a pipe organ, you know, including hammered dulcimer, uh, you know, the array mbira, uh, you know, tablas, uh, santur, sitar, didgeridoo, all these things that, that, you know, all these sounds that I find incredibly fascinating and, and moving, but, but on, you know, on a conventional pipe organ just wouldn't be possible.
0: This infinite possibility sonic interface is still in the concept phase. When complete, it would have many parts similar to a pipe organ, but would look drastically different.
3: The first thing you would you realize is that, that the instrument is, you know, uh like a circle or a sphere, you know, in in the way that it's laid out. You know, it it's all it's enveloping, it's it's the instrument is all around you. And so that would mean that in terms of playing it, you need a, a, a bench or a stool which rotates so that you're able to access all the different parts of the instrument. So that would be the first thing. You know, you'd have to think about in terms of movement, that there's a lot more choreography involved in playing this instrument than than you know, a regular organ console. You'd have to think about movement, you'd have to think about um you know hand placement, feet placement, all these things. There will be parts of it that are that are laid out like a traditional pipe organ, you know, with stops, with, with keyboards that are, you know, that are arranged to feel like, like a like a pipe organ console, and particularly a mechanical console. Like I want um I really like the feeling of the tracker keyboards. So I want that feeling to then, you know, at, at least in some part of the of the organ be reflected but then there's also going to be keyboards that, that you would never find you know on 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 any instrument uh that 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 resembles a pipe organ including uh you know manuals that that feel like a harpsichord that feel like a synthesizer that feel like a Hammond organ uh that feel like a piano because you know you need that weight in order to you know play uh a piano or to play uh, a Fender Rhodes or a Wurlitzer so so these will all be uh, you know um, features of the instrument which which uh, a keyboardist would would then recognize and know how to contend with depending on how they've been schooled or how they've been how they think about music. But then there's also going to be experimental keyboards like the rolly seaboard you know basically it's it's like a, uh, it's like a, a foam almost like a, a foam like like a material where you can sort of move your hands in between the keys. Uh, to create you know slides and microtones and all kinds of you know uh, all kinds of effects like for example controlling the vibrato or the portamento or whatever so like let's say you're playing a double bass and you have the ability to slide in between notes and and play a vibrato well there will be keyboards on this instrument which will allow you to do all these things it, it is expensive to to do this kind of work and to do this kind of project and so far i would say like i'm i'm inspired by the level of support that i've received for it uh, but i also know that a lot of work needs to be done because people expressing support doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to financially support it so like trying to you know trying to find people that are you know interested in the project and also have the pocket to support something like this is 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 also like uh you know a critical element in in raising the money to build something of this magnitude
0: we look forward to featuring the infinite possibility sonic interface on future stops when this instrument is actually built Each of these artists brings different inspirational life to the pipe organ. There's Kim Ferris Manning with her improvisational approach to the very concept of composing and her engaging multimedia spectacle. Giles Perring invites us to reconsider the definition of a musical instrument and of music in celebrating the beauty of nature. And Afraz Mulji, the 21-year-old full of energy and enthusiasm, gives us a glimpse of what the instrument might look like in the future and how it might sound. We would like to thank our guests this week on Future Stops. If you'd like to learn more about Kim, Afraz, or Giles, please visit our website or Facebook page to find links to their work and ongoing discussions about this and every episode of Future Stops. And don't forget, of course, to subscribe to hear new episodes as soon as they're published. Future Stops is a podcast from the Royal Canadian College of Organists. Produced by Andrew O'Connor with Haley Raymond as community manager and executive producer Elizabeth Shannon. I'm your host, Blake Hargreaves.